Hi, this is Yasha, and you're listening to episode three of the Duams Cast. I'm here with Dougie, Evan, Matteo, and Ronan of the band Big Sleep. Big Sleep are a laid-back rock band that are starting to release tracks on big platforms and make waves in the local Dublin music scene. So, thanks for coming on, guys. It's a great pleasure to have you here. Great honor. Thank you. Um, thanks for having us. I just wanted to first of all talk sort of about the progression of how your band formed because as some people who uh, <coughs> go to Trinity and are involved in the local music scene might know, we first saw you, Ronan, um, popping up at Trinity's Battle of the Band gigs. And as that year's Battle of the Band sort of progressed, we saw more and more of um, the rest of the band come on stage and come complete the set, so to say. So I just um, wanted to ask, how did how did you guys find each other? How did the band start forming? And how did um, the band progress to the big sleep that we see today and that we saw performing in venues around Dublin in the past year or two? Um, good question. Um, it definitely, uh, I was doing my own kind of solo thing for um, a few months, for a while before the Battle of the Bands and just kind of saying yes to, to every gig and doing open mics and stuff like that. And then when the Battle of the Bands came along, it was that was another one of those things I just put my name in the hat for. Didn't think um, a singer-songwriter in the Battle of the Bands would go too far, but I thought I'd give it a go anyway. And then I was definitely pleasantly surprised when uh, I got through to the final, and at that time I was kind of thinking, uh, oh, shite, I need, a, I need a band now, to, <laughs> like if I'm uh, getting through to the final. So... Um, then me and Matteo knew each other from a previous band and when uh, he came over, well we first met in uh, back in school when he came over to Dublin for, for exchange. Um, I remember walking into the music room and he was the just uh, the only one I'd seen playing like the electric drum pads well in there. Like for the first time it sounded like drums. So uh, we kind of became friends since then and we stayed in touch. Um, and then... Um, Jesse, where Dougie came in, uh, our, my friend Jesse Russell, or our friend I should say, uh, introduced us and he knew I was in a bit of a tight situation where I had a couple of weeks to get something together. Um, and uh, yeah, Ev came in a few months after that actually, after the, after the um, in, I think just before Electric Picnic. Um, yeah, we all kind of, mm. I think the first time we all met together was in Avenue Road in a rehearsal <coughs> space in Dublin. One, one rehearsal before um, our first gig <coughs> with this lineup at, at Electric Picnic. So, yeah, it was rough and ready, but, and we all met at different times, but that's, that's where we all kind of uh, came together. Oh, very good. You seem to have a cohesive unit at this point. Yeah. So it must have all worked out. It seems very, it, we all seem very familiar with each other now, but I remember back then it was kind of, it was uh, mildly frightening, I would say, like walking into a room with like three people you don't know and all under this like motivating factor that you're going to be playing to win a competition. It's such a kind of a strange pretense to be playing music with other people for the first time, like that you would be there just to win something. <laughs> you know, it's the kind of... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange it was a strange yeah. uh uh it feels strange now thinking about it because especially even at the time uh, music for me is always just about having fun it wasn't about like like trying to like win anything or like you know it was it wasn't a competitive element but uh now it's good <laughs> <laughs> everyone's always trying to outdo the others mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, it, was nearly, um, it was nearly the opposite for me thinking about it because um, uh, we did. Uh, I had only moved to Dublin that in January of that year in twenty nineteen, and uh, my housemates were you know doing their New Year's uh, resolutions and writing goals on the board like you know run ten k of this little whiteboard on the fridge, and they jokingly put down like play electric picnic for me, and I was you know like oh yeah whatever. And they they kept going on about it, so I actually said, "Okay, I'll put it down." But at this stage, I hadn't played in Dublin at all. I hadn't I, I think it was I hadn't played a gig in years and years, and ended up playing with Matteo through college, in in little other projects. And I'd offer a gig to him, or he'd offer a gig to me, and we ended up doing a few things. And it was then two weeks before Electric Picnic, he tells me that he is the the gig at Electric Picnic, you know, so. It was it was a strange thing where it was I don't know if it was manifested or or what happened exactly but um <laughs> you know I reached out to Ronan then and uh, we ended up you know it was it was nearly a goal for me to get there mm. but it turned yeah. out very well in the end that uh, we kind of clicked immediately I it's crazy to think that we didn't know each other prior to that point because at the festival it was like I knew them you know for yeah. years so. yeah. I, I, it just clicked am I, musically. Am I mistaken in thinking we only had one rehearsal before EP happened, right? Like Yeah, one all together it yeah. was, and then we jumped straight to the festival thing. Jesus, that's a very sh- quick turnover. Yeah, you know, the, the experience of the Electric Picnic was very good. Like, it was... so Everything was sorted out the last minute. Even, like, I was playing with another band, and I came back from a holiday just to play there. But, yeah, it was... Thinking back now, where you know we're all sitting in our house and studying, practice, whatever, like those situations were something unbelievably cool. And even if I remember, I was after the festival, I was you know dead mentally and physically. I was just so tired. I'm missing that so much. You know, even being in such a situation where I have to struggle with those, yeah, sleeping in a tent, uh, play music all day, and you know be actually tired of that. But yeah, it was just so good. Sounds amazing. So, did you have to store all of your uh, music equipment in your tent on the on the campgrounds on EP or what? There was like lockups uh, for some tents, so we got <laughs> we they sorted us out. But I um I remember having to like wheel my amp across the whole festival in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Uh, oh Jesus! And like <laughs> it just yeah, it was mad. It was it was so surreal. Yeah, playing there. I do remember you, you kind of a similar the... situation that to Ev where. Uh, I'd been there I think a year before at Electric Picnic or maybe it was two years and I saw like a independent tent I think it was independent Irish tent and I saw bands playing that like I rec- like I recognised and I was thinking like if I ever get this to this to play here it will be like you know I, I, I could I'd be a happy man <laughs> so the, the chance when it actually happened it was uh, it was definitely one of those dreams come true for sure um, we have always been very chaotic though with how we get things together as well so we're very used to like having uh, a couple of days notice to uh, you know get the set ready or something like that and uh, yeah just scrambling to get a, a, a finished songs and stuff before before headliners and stuff like that so yeah we kind of liked it that way I think the pressure yeah, we, we like spontaneity yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah yeah we miss it now well 
If you're gonna improvise uh, in your playing, you might as well improvise in your organizing, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the thing, arranging. arranging. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if each of you maybe had a few words to describe uh, your sound, what, wh how would you describe your sound as a full band? Matteo, why don't you start? Damn, you, you've started with the worst one. Yeah, coming <laughs> with the hardball. Like, uh, for me is, uh, well, yeah, I would probably say soul rock with some funk influences, even because, like, for me, that's the main, like, I'm, I don't know really how to explain, like, for me, funk is the thing that connects everything rhythmically, so even if we're doing a slow song, the guys knows that I want to have a nice beat, even, like, you know, a groovy, a groovy thing, but yeah, I would say indie soul rock and then each of us brings different influences to the to the table and we see what happens then very good dougie as the as the sort of baseline behind the behind the band how would you describe what what you kind of do what you bring to the band i'd say kind of building off what mateo said like mateo is always coming in with some fierce rhythms and it just adds such a strange like it could be it uh, could be like we could be playing with something like fairly conventional um but once mateo like starts putting that rhythm behind it it completely changes it and yeah it's i feel i love playing with mateo because of that you know like it's just such a such an incredible uh incredible drummer to play <laughs> off you know so yeah it's interesting i it's hard to put a finger on it but i would agree with the whole the funk there is a funky element that kind of lies beneath all of the songs when the style can be quite different um i'm really yeah i like i like the kind of funky element and then evan's guitar effects um add a new kind of just texture to it which will give it a kind of different kind of context to the sound and obviously there's ronan who is a a uh, lovely foundation to uh lie upon but i i'm kind of maybe i'm kind of dodging the question of it, but i find it very hard to put a finger on exactly what it is you know and i think we're still kind of discovering what it is at the same time too so that also makes it a little harder to yeah. pinpoint it and and describing what how your music sounds always puts it in a box whereas i feel like music often does the opposite it kind of comes out of the box and and moves between genres and between sort of um feelings yeah. so it's definitely hard it de it depends so much on on like what we're playing at the time you know mm. it, it's hard to it's hard to absolutely nail it down on like it, it sounds like this when it's the changing depending on the day and uh, the gig as well we change our set list around depending on what we'd be playing you know yeah that makes sense i'm gonna pass then it on <laughs> <laughs> on this one <laughs> evan would you like to um add to that yeah um i agree with the ads it's it's really it's hard to describe the overall sound. I'd say if we were to, you know, if we were to have an album and had to choose the, the genres for it, <coughs> excuse me, it would be very hard to know where to put it. Um, every song kind of comes from somewhere different. I think, I think everyone just enjoys groove and a feel. And if, the, if we hit that, we just go with it. And it seems that anything could, could come from it because I think everyone listens to music across the board and um then we just try to refine it down a little bit and make it you know take it maybe from like a jamming point let's say if it was when we've met up in the past and then hone it in but yeah um kind of maybe like a surf rock 
in the uh, like it's funny hearing people uh, you know the feedback we've got from from friends and stuff which it's it's you know so grateful that it's been received and people have reached out to us about the new song uh, 12 stories but um, some people have said uh, like Mako Road and uh, Sticky Fingers like a combination of those or um, like a Paul Nutini lyrics with Mac DeMarco <laughs> you know it's all these kind of strange ones that we get but um yeah, Matteo's drumming is so creative and he can he can bring anything to the table, really whatever he's working on, he's always working on something. And then the songs could be on their own, like acoustically very good just because what Ronan brings. And um, I think it kind of relatable and, you know, with a unique voice. And then Dougie's bass, well, not only Dougie's bass, but the keys is the big thing like the synths that's been brought in that's the new thing that i find insane especially when we were recording once you heard the the he's an op1 um which is just that's like the new that's like the fifth band member um <laughs> when that was put on it it just took it somewhere else and really that's where i would like a lot of it maybe to have that involved or some ele- element of that brought in you know in the future Mm-hmm. And as for myself, I'm kind of eighties pop influenced, and then I listen to all across the board like lo-fi and uh, sure I listen to Megadeth sometimes, and you know what I mean. I'll, I'll go anywhere, so yeah. I just try to to follow. Um, if I don't come up with uh, like a, a riff myself, I'll try to follow Ronan's part and keep out, and just maybe kind of get like a motif or something that's more groove orientated or that fits the piece more than anything else. Yeah. Um, then kind of jumping off from that, um, where would you, as as a whole, as a band, see most of your inspiration coming from artistically, sort of what bands you might listen to or, or what sort of um, aspects of daily life that you draw your inspiration from when making music and writing songs? I'd say we all have different opinions here. <laughs> I think one thing, one common denominator Matteo is right though but one common denominator is that we try to focus on what we just think sounds good <laughs> so um, uh, I think we all throw our own influences into the pot and then mm-hmm. um, we I think we'll all just have an agreement we'll be able to agree on what we've been working on what song we've been working on will uh, we can you we'll always know which one we want to uh, record first or which we think could be the next single and stuff like that so um yeah we'll come from our own influences um and then uh, did you say inspirations from daily life as well were you asking Yasha? well well yeah anything that's sort of uh, outside of strictly the musical realm that would inspire you to write a song or or sort of to craft a song the sound of a song in a certain way mm. Mm. i think um I think, yeah, the movies would influence me for sure. Um, I would get influenced just by, uh, obviously, personal experiences. Um, put myself in other people's shoes as well. Uh, for lyrically, I'm just t- talking about and um, talking about th- think looking back at, you know, things that have happened, thing things that I hope happen things that I really hope don't happen <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> um, uh, yeah that's that's what where it would come from for me 
for, yeah. for that. It's, it's funny experience. when you said movies, Ronan. I was. It reminds me like we're trying to write songs there in the studio, and then Ronan will just be on Netflix on his phone, you know. And he says he's trying to find inspiration, but I, I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> 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 makes I'm not sure. difficult. <laughs> very difficult. I just lift the plots from movies and just put them in songs. Like it's completely plagiarized the, 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 <laughs> sure the content. Do. That's why we. But uh, yeah, that's very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, then, moving on a bit. Um, obviously, the past year, everyone knows what's going on. We're in a pandemic, and uh, as hard as it's been for everyone, I feel like for musicians. It's been sort of a, a special kind of hard because music often thrives on that element of being together in the room and playing together and locking into each other's rhythms and melodies in real time. Um, so I just want to ask you guys how your experience of lockdown was, um, how you managed to practice, if you managed to practice, if you found any creative um, aspects that you could take out of lockdown and maybe move forward, forward with. Well, uh, if I can start, I'd say if, you know, when we were still playing gigs and we were still able to gather together, we were really running every time. And I think this is something true, not only for us, like everyone, you know, under, understood that in normal times there was too much on our hearts and doing things like running all over. Like, even you know, play music means having three gigs per week and it's nice of course but at the point you're just seeking for being at home and having a dinner on your table and just watch a tv series on netflix so for me beside the thing of not being able to go out was the occasion to stay inside and work on yourself both musically and you know even on a human level like starting again cooking and reading books all those things you had you had in the time to do uh going more specific for the music, it was, okay, we cannot play gigs, so practice is a thing. But, I mean, for me, it has always been something clear to do, like, find your two hours per day, one hour per day, 20 minutes, doesn't matter, like, just to practice something. But, yeah, you know, just going to the recording process and learn how it works to record a sound and have it there, which is not something that you play, you improvise, you play the live, and it's in the moment. It, you play something that stays and it was really interesting doing it with the guys where we were sending what files from Italy to Ireland, you know, just, it was interesting, this process that of course is not as good as being in the room together, but at the same time, you can, ca you can capture a lot, the feeling of the performance you're doing. So yeah, if I have to summarize, I'd say this period was very good for keeping the music on through recording and practice on your own, but you know, keeping in mind that you're doing that for the band and for other people. Yeah, very good. It, gave us, um, it gave us more time to really work out that like sweat over songs a lot more. I think we were going to, I think we had a uh, recording time booked for just a couple of weeks after lockdown uh, hit in Ireland. So um, the fact that it got delayed much longer in a way was a bit of a silver lining because I don't, think we would have been able to add stuff like uh Dougie's OP1 um make changes to like the form and stuff like that uh, to a, a couple of the songs and um just really think work like just work on it a lot more I think so that added time was has been really great for the songwriting and then just swapping demos like Matteo was saying um has it was was also a really nice way to kind of um 
have a little bit look look at the songs we've been playing live from a different perspective so hear them back through a speaker as opposed to um just playing them through a speaker for everyone else if you know what i mean um, yeah yeah so it was it made us it was um, easier uh, for us to agree on what songs to pick to record as well after we'd we'd all heard them back uh, as as demos um yeah yeah absolutely um, well, sounds like you guys did manage to find sort of the silver lining of, of this whole thing and uh, managed to get some, some good creative energy out of it. Do you feel that you've sort of um, maybe not emerged from lockdown since at the moment it's not quite at the end of it, but do you feel like you're at this point in lockdown that you have a new sort of sound or a new way to construct songs um, that, was, that you gained during lockdown? I'd say so, yeah. We definitely got something. Yeah, I'd say that what you were describing with swapping demos, um, I mean, I would assume that it helps everyone to sort of polish their bit first rather than relying on sort of, oh, I'll polish this later um, and then it may be never happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Um, I think our, our... Oh, you go ahead there. Oh, um, okay, sorry. <laughs> I think there's a little delay there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think you just get more used to the process that probably everyone has been getting used to too, because it is, it's, it's a different thing. And, you know, we do draw from ideas in the room together, um, and we can come up with stuff, but like Matteo was saying, you know, a lot of times, uh, there was a lot of pressure involved in that in the sense that we were super busy between college and, you know, work and other, other projects, rehearsals, everything like that. But, um, you know, so we were kind of, I guess, forced to, to work and, and to, you know, come up with something, which, which does work, but also, um, the ideas will come to you when you're relaxed, um, can just kind of pop out of thin air. And, um, I think just getting used to that more relaxed approach, um, which, which is nice, but it, it does take some time. But it, it just allows everyone to just um, put their pieces together or at least build ideas. And, uh, you know, we probably have quite a few small ideas that aren't fully developed yet. And then we can share them around and, and they can change. But um, in terms of, of, of the sound, I think probably the fact we were very lucky that we got to we got into the studio prior to this and we got to work on those songs and really there were um especially tall stories like for me coming in that was one of the first songs that we had as a as a band the the four of us the lineup now had written from scratch together and i think that kind of set the has set a bit of a path for the sound which we may want to go with so i definitely feel like i have a better understanding of what we want to get out of it and um maybe just you know i think we we all do now from the studio process and we just are translating that to working from a home studio that sounds very good now you've mentioned a few times already um your song tall stories that's obviously your new single that you released at the end of january uh it's out on all streaming platforms um and uh it's it does seem like a a great new direction for the band especially compared to sort of the the stuff that I heard live a few years ago already now. Um, and I just want to ask, what's the, is, is there sort of an inspiration behind the song or is there, is there a meaning behind the song that you'd like to share with people? 
Um, yeah, I, I, um, I think it's well. I wrote it as like this conversation between two people, um, kind of talking a big game, just uh, uh, hatching a bit of a plan to uh, get out a dodge, get away from their their surroundings where they're at, whatever it may be, just away from their reality, and go for just go somewhere that's probably a bit warmer than Ireland, I'd say. Yeah, um, I'd say a lot of a, a lot of people in the last year can relate to that as well. I, I reckon, um, and I did I did write that at the height of the lockdown. So, um, that's lyrically that's where it came from, uh, that inspiration, um, and I think, um, it was probably, the the kind of sounds the the instrumentals, I think, um, paved the way for that kind of feeling before. The lyrics came along. I think the the how we all how all we all sounded as a band kind of that's just what that that sound reminded me of. Kind of I, I think that's what clicked with me anyway when we were playing it. Uh, just purely f looking at the as I said the instrumentals. But I don't know, guys. Did you have any inspirations yourself through through that? For me, honestly, it has been when we jumped in the studio. Okay, you have to do the simplest thing you can ever do. Uh, the guys knows that I like complicated parts sometimes and just a busy playing. But yeah, I had in mind really to do something as simple and, you know, as simple as possible and leave as many rests as I could. And it's actually something I'm proud of is that there are, like, there is one feels in the song and there are some moments where the drums is just, you know, it's not there, it's just kick and snare. And yeah, I just, I, I think if it wasn't in that specific moment, or, you know, with that specific producer, the song would have come in this way. I'm just so happy that we were able to capture the moment so much. And just, you know, the way we were doing a very good song for our standard in the worst moment of our life in terms of, you know, how the life is going. Yeah. Um, so would you be able to talk a little bit about the, the sort of writing process uh, musically, how each of the members of the band managed to put their parts together? Was this something that you sort of developed like piece by piece over lockdown by sending demos to each other? Or was this something that came out of uh, the inspiration that you got in the studio? Hmm. For, for Tall Stories, we did a lot this of work I on the demo. I think the song originally... Oh, oh sorry. Ev. Sorry, Dougie, you go. I was just saying for Tall Stories, yeah, we put a lot of work into getting the demo, like, really to a good point. To almost where I was saying, like, here, we just put out the demo and <laughs> let's leave the studio all together. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a refund or something. No, but <laughs> I said that before we had the final track. The final track is so much better, thanks to uh, Dan from Darklands. But, yeah, I think having the demo is such a valuable, uh, such a valuable uh, practice because it shows you what the song can be and it's like a just like a building block for what the song actually will be um and yeah i think we're gonna definitely focus on getting demos for songs going forward the question is now whether whether or not we're gonna try produce them ourselves or go into a studio it's a bit it's a bit prohibitive for us at the moment and for a lot of bands because like the, the way we'd always uh finance studio time was by uh, live shows now with that gone we're probably oh, yeah. going to think of different ways of going about it mm -hmm. Evan did you have something to share as well on that yeah uh, with, 
with that song in particular too because it, it had taken some forms prior to the final version we recorded so it was funny it, it started um in terms of inspiration for it i think it it started in avenue road as a, like from a rehearsal just a, a kind of jam scenario where road said i have this riff and then we all sort of joined in and it was it was a kind of different version of the song that we had played live but it was a it was a bit longer and a bit more you would more set for live playing you know and um it was it was interesting because it went through those two forms it went through uh that stage and then into lockdown where we really kind of cut the fat off and um honed it in and yeah just just probably we were able to look at it from a different perspective than just uh, playing it in, in the room together and listen to it individually. And uh, I guess we probably just drew on ideas from outside, you know, just individually. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that kind of added to it really, just the fact that we, we were able to do the two sides. And as Dougie said, we went through a couple of recordings of it, had to listen back and then we could decide, okay, that's a little bit too long there. and you know, or we'll, uh, you know, change this riff or add this lyric. Yeah. We also, um, now that I think about it, um, we were doing these overnight sessions um, at Wimble Lane right up until uh, the lockdown came along. Uh, like, I think we were set to go, one of us was set to go in and record um, with, uh, with a, a producer who's a friend of Mateo's um, called Arthur Ozipoff, uh a lovely guy and yeah he'd had us in there for like he got free studio time because he he was in college there and he'd have us in to record uh from i don't know i think it was from like 10 p.m till i think we were doing it till about 3 4 a.m some night so it was, it was it was good fun and uh he was actually he was so great because he actually um was uh, looked in to all of our songs like so closely he wanted to know everything from the lyrics to the form to the meaning what what inspired us for each track and for uh, uh, tall stories uh, he he actually get, it made some suggestions he was like you gotta make this shorter man it doesn't need that extra chorus that that extra bridge that that you guys have uh, he said something like you're a new band no one's gonna want to listen to you for four and a half minutes <laughs> and, uh, so yeah we cut it down and uh yeah, I, I really love, I think we all really love the, the, the form that we have. It's, um, I think before we were on this verse, chorus, verse, chorus, maybe bridge, double chorus kind of form, and it was nice to mix it up a bit. Um, and that interlude between the two verses at the start um, is probably one of my favourite parts of the song. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Very good. Now, you guys um, also premiered the music video for that song just a few days ago. Um, it's a very interesting uh, piece of film to watch. Um, it seems to me that it's a, a love story between a man and a bush that he meets uh, out out by the beach. Um, would you be able to share any um, sort of information on the inspiration to use that footage or, or where that footage even came from in the first place? Ask, ask everything to Ronan because that's all on him. I, I have to answer for, for, for those for those actions unfortunately but uh, I would uh, I'd probably say it was a daydream that I committed 
uh, a little bit too hard to. <laughs> just uh, it was something that popped into my head, uh, and usually I'd probably just you know let it go, but uh, I decided to just make a music video out of it. I thought it would be, um, I thought it would be a bit of a uh, fresher take on what you might see in music videos of the guy and the girl meeting, kind of falling in love, like that kind of thing. I just wanted to see if it, how it would work doing it a bit, but a, a bit a bit differently. See if uh, if uh, romance existed between man and plant. Um, <laughs> so yeah, me me and my friend Jack Perkis uh, uh, did that over like I think two two afternoons. Um, when we took a trip to Tenerife and uh, we just uh, it was I. It was fairly rough and ready. Like I, I wrote down a little bit of a, like a script or a plan, um, and just um, just we just went for it. We just went out uh, through the town. People thought we were very weird. Uh, when you know he was getting fed or he was feeding cake to a plant and stuff like that, and having <laughs> wine on the beach with this plant, and um, it was all part part of the fun, I guess. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I I I'd like to do a few more of those. Just kind of take a take a a daydream and just run with it. Is probably what I would like to do for the next few music videos for us. If if the guys will let me, um, yeah. For a daydream, no. A, a quirky oh, little music video. Sorry, sorry Dougie, go ahead. Sorry, Asha. Um, I was just gonna say for a daydream, it actually suits the the kind of theme of the track very well, though. Actually, like the whole you know subject of like escapism and romance. Except you've took taken a very progressive, open-minded uh, stance on it with the uh, plant love, and I think that's pretty respectable. It's very, uh, it's very open-minded of you, Ronan. We all just need to love plants a little bit more, Dougie. That's just what I think. That was the message. I, I would agree, wholeheartedly. All right, Yasha, go on. Um, just to um, close out, is there anything more uh, in the works that you guys have going on that we should be keeping an eye out for? Anything to get excited for? Just more songs. More That's songs. definitely something to get excited for, absolutely. Yeah. We got, uh, we've got another single done. We're looking at a release date for that. Um, in the meantime, we're, we started demos for um, what's going to be our DIY uh, project. Um, for hopefully we'll be recording probably about three to four more songs I'd say um, and so we're st just started demos for that now um, and uh, hopefully by the time we get uh, the next single released we'll be able to have a stream of some uh, home recorded uh, uh, new songs coming out so yeah um, in the next couple months I just hope to be getting out all the stuff that we've been working on for you know, all this time because we we got so much songs, it's just uh, it's a matter of getting them recorded to the way we we want them to be heard and uh, to the way to the standard that we're we're happy with. Um, it definitely has been slowed down, or I mean, the fact that we're not gigging and that was our income for going into the studio. Now we have this. Uh, um, we've got a, had to do a bit of a pivot where we're we're going to do it all. DIY, as I said, but I think that's going to be a really uh, fun learning curve, and and I think uh, part of the part of the experience. And yeah, so that's that's it really. Very good. Well then, uh, thanks very much to Dougie, Evan, Matteo, and Ronan from Big Sleep for coming out here. 
uh tall stories their new single is now out on spotify apple music and youtube um and expect more to come and keep an eye out for any gigs in the future once things have calmed down a bit and they're on facebook and instagram and follow their socials to stay up to date on what they're doing thanks very much guys thank you thank you so much thank you cheers all right thanks, man.